Welcome to SEO Success for Small Business Owners. This podcast is about SEO, inbound marketing, content creation, and more. I'm your host, Graham Knight. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's dive right in. Welcome to episode 11. In previous episodes, we've covered all the basics of SEO. We've covered how to carry out keyword research, where to place keywords on a page you want to optimize, how backlinks can actually work to boost your credibility, and more. And we'll go into depth on all these topics in future episodes. However, I recently decided to experiment with getting SEO clients in the tree care vertical. And this is, uh, <laughs> I make it sound really easy, but actually it's going to be really, really tricky. However, it's pretty big niche. And just to give you an example, there's more tree care companies in the US than both HVAC and plumbing. So it seems like a good opportunity. And I know there are companies already working in that space who do marketing as well as SEO. And uh, and I know a few people in that area as well. So I figured I'd just give it a go. To help with this and to facilitate a case study for my SEO website, I created a new tree-specific website this past weekend and added a blog post too. And the website's called backyardtreeideas.com. I actually want to see how quickly I can rank keywords in that space and how quickly I can get traffic. One thing to remember about the folks in the SEO industry that you may not know is that many of them do exactly this. They create niche websites on which to conduct experiments. Now, clearly, trying experiments on client websites is not the best thing because things can go hideously wrong. There are horror stories of experiments on on live sites that result in massive traffic and revenue losses. And, you know, the SEO folk usually fix them in the end. But of course, they can cause a little bit of a heartache and a headache to the website owners or the business as well. So better not do that on a live site. Better to create a site of your own in, in a niche you're interested in and carry out experiments there. Now, there's a little bit of a subtext here that you may not recognize, but one thing that I want to point out is always back up your site before making changes so that you can revert if things go wrong. However, in this episode, I wanted to uh, start taking you through the journey of how I set up this experimental website so you can have an idea of how you can build an SEO-enabled website of your own. There'll be hints and tips about the tools and techniques here, so keep listening. The first thing I'd recommend before creating a new website is to put pencil to paper. It's always a good idea to have some idea of the structure and drawing a few boxes and lines on a piece of paper can also get those creative juices flowing. So just to give you an example, I have a piece of paper and on that piece of paper I have a front page and I have a blog page for my new website, a page that's got to list the blog posts on it and then underneath I have a, a number of blog posts, it'll be simple. It'll be 10 or so with no pillars, no clusters, and these can come later. I simply want to get content out there that's keyword targeted and start to rank it. Pages like privacy policy, contact us, and about us pages can be added pretty much as an afterthought. They are important, but in this case, it's more important to actually get the blog posts out there and ranking and tracking. One thing to bear in mind is that content on websites ages, and as it ages, it ranks. So if you're dillying and dallying and not getting your content done, then there's no way it is going to rank because it just isn't there maturing. 
WordPress is the best content management system for this type of work. It's simple and it's popular and it's extensible through the many plugins that are available to you. These days, there's a tendency for larger companies with lots of budget to develop their website using JavaScript technologies, and they tend to be JavaScript heavy, creating a richer user experience. But for SEO purposes, this can be kind of a challenge to work with as well as extremely expensive. I won't go into the details here, but if you keep it simple and use a tool like WordPress, it's an easy win for maintenance, it's an easy win for improvements, and it's an easy win for creating your SEO. Getting the fundamentals right at the beginning is essential, so picking a hosting company not based on cost is a good idea. Don't just opt for the hosting company that your buddy tells you to use and don't go for the cheapest option necessarily because this can cause you problems in the long run. Ideally, you'd purchase your domain name and server from the same hosting company, although this isn't totally critical. The domain name is essentially the URL of your website and points to your WordPress install. For my new website, I'm using SiteGround for both. It's currently the best experience I can think of. Both customer support and customer experience is excellent, and the hosting software is second to none. Now, I've used all the major hosting companies, and one thing I know to be true is that they all go up and down in terms of quality. For my money right now, SiteGround hits the mark. I also have a hosting account so I can host multiple websites and it's pretty high powered. So I'm not on the lowest cost service and I have no experience with the lower tiers. I suspect it's still better than other services out there right now. So I purchased BackyardTreeIdeas.com from SiteGround, then installed WordPress following their simple wizards and lo and behold everything worked out just fine. Just a note, if you aren't computer savvy, I realize I might be going through this super quickly and I hope you are following along, uh, but I suspect I'll put together a quick how-to that can be downloaded from New Root Digital at some point. In the meantime, there are tons of resources on the internet. Just head to Google and, uh, and people on Google will be able to help you set this up. So I got WordPress installed at SiteGround. I got my domain name pointing to my WordPress install and I can see my new vanilla website. This is super. So let's get into the meat of what I generally install and get things looking pretty. WordPress themes are crucial for skinning a website or attaining a branded look and feel. You get a default theme with your installation, but I opted to remove it and use a theme called Generate Press. It's pretty vanilla doesn't do a lot out the box, but it's fast and it doesn't have anything complicated to set up either. It kind of sets you off with a clean slate. I also cheat a bit to create a nice looking website quickly and install a plugin called Elementor. WordPress does allow you to create websites using a block structure, but Elementor has a nice drag and drop and lots of widgets so you can work quickly and get a nice look. Some folks say Elementor is slow, but this isn't entirely true. The problem with drag and drop builders is that you can quickly make things slow yourself. It's easy to put too many elements inside other elements, add other whizzy bits here and there, and in a sense, shoot yourself in the foot with complexity. And of course, complexity in HTML and complexity in JavaScript slows things down. So if you keep a nice logical structure without too much bloat, when you're using Elementor or other page builder, then your pages will be less complicated and thus they'll be faster. There are a couple of other plugins I use, but remember, 
the more plugins you have, the more your server has to work and potentially the slower your site gets. So be frugal with the plugins that you do use. However, I'd recommend a good SEO plugin. You could use Yoast, but I use all in one SEO. It really doesn't matter which one you use. I do my SEO strategy outside of WordPress first and then move the SEO assets into WordPress. So all in one SEO and myself don't always agree, but the tool lets me know and I usually ignore it because I know what I've done. However, it has good SEO checks and you can use those as a guide to make sure your pages are okay. Just remember, you might get better results if you don't blindly follow the tool, but for non-SEO experts, following a tool's advice is a good step forward. The other plugin I like to have is a good security monitoring tool. I use a premium plugin, Word Defense Security. I did notice recently, however, that SiteGround had introduced this in its own security plugin, and that might be worth investigating if you do go with SiteGround. WordFence has a lot of features such as alerts, two-factor authentication, IP blocking, and more. And remember, it's very easy to become complacent about security on a website installation, but it should really be at the forefront of your mind, especially if you start generating traffic and getting eyes on your website. I also set up Google Analytics and Google Search Console, and this really has to be done for a new website, and I'll leave the details of how to do that for a future episode. So at this point, you've got everything you need. You can type your domain into the browser and you can see your website as generated by the installation. And you can log into the admin dashboard at WP Admin and start creating content. As I mentioned before, for back, backyard tree ideas, I just created a simple front page and one blog post. Boom, I'm off to the races. It's connected to Google Console and Analytics, and I've added two target keywords to my rank, tra rank tracker. Just uh, remember a previous episode, I told you that I used Nightwatch to do the, uh, to do the tracking. The two keywords I'm initially trying to rank is, the first one is backyard tree ideas, and the second is when is the best time to trim cedar hedges? So I'm selecting my keywords based on a couple of criteria. Backyard tree ideas is a medium difficulty keyword with several hundred searches a month, and I purchased the exact match domain. So I'm curious to see how easy it is to rank a number one with this and get some traffic. When is the best time to trim cedar hedges has also got a search volume of several hundred, but it has a keyword difficulty of one. I also checked the competitor domains and found that they weren't particularly strong. With these two assets in place and tracking, the next step is to find 10 keywords that I want to try to rank for, compare what's already ranking, decide my strategy for beating those pages, and decide what sort of content I need to produce. Then I'm going to get to writing the content, getting it on the website as quickly as possible, and indexing it in Google. Once I have the 10 blog posts in place, those are the 10 content assets, I'm gonna do some link building and try to gain some website authority. I'll also improve the content over time as I see how it ranks. So that's the play. Let's see what happens over the next few months. But rest assured, I'll check in with you regularly about this nice little niche case study and I'll be interested to share the results with you. Thanks for listening to SEO Success for Small Business Owners. The podcast can be found everywhere podcasts are available, 
You can check out all the links and resources mentioned and catch up on all episodes at www.newrootdigital.com. Mm-hmm.